Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 51 of Manage the Wild. I'm Nick Madsen. Recently, my wife and I took a trip through um, the canyon that surrounds the valley that we live in. And as we were passing through, we were talking about wildlife uh, migration corridors and bridges or tunnels, overpasses or underpasses that they use and the extent at which they use them. And I came across an article today that kind of piqued my interest back to that conversation that we had talked about. And the researchers looked into this and it was overpasses and underpasses, which ones are the most effective. And obviously the overpasses are but there is a cost associated with those. And I was talking to my wife about how they're, uh, I learned in college about how difficult overpasses are to put in and underpasses are not nearly as effective because when deer or animals walk up to them, they see, if they're very long underpasses, they see long tunnels that end in a black hole or it's just as too far and they're uncomfortable. So larger species tend to find underpasses a little more difficult. In this study, they looked at mule deer, and mule deer use both the underpasses and overpasses. And overpasses are, are way more effective, but they're harder to put in. And in some studies, um, it can be uh, astronomical in the cost of doing an overpass. There's only a few overpasses in the United States and it's because they're so expensive. First you have to have the landowners on both sides. Um, usually it works if it's a um, federal or state owned on each side. And But then you have to put in all the studies and the research that goes into these overpasses and then you got to find funding and um, to protect one corridor in Florida it was going to be 13 times the overall cost of what the actual stretch of road cost so they were rebuilding a road and when they looked in putting in an overpass or just uh, upgrading that corridor to make it wildlife friendly it was going to cost 13 times more to do it than it would be just to put in the road itself. And so ultimately, uh, the state decided not to put in that corridor. So this begs the question, um, how much are we willing to put into our wildlife? And is it worth it? Is it going to be beneficial? How many animals does it take to make something beneficial? On an underpass, if you have five animals a year using it is that going to make it effective how many animals uh, like i literally don't know um i guess if the ultimate overall cost isn't that great then you know five animals are just fine but if you're going to be five times higher your cost is five times greater than what it would have been like what number the other thing that was interesting is I was only thinking of this as a big game perspective, overpasses and underpasses, but in a lot of the studies that I've been reading about, um, one of the main areas that it's most effective is for smaller wildlife. So not only are there overpasses and underpasses, but they have viaducts or they have amphibian tunnels, fish ladders also qualify, canopy bridges. 
uh, for different areas, monkeys and squirrels, whatnot. They also have tunnels and culverts for otters, hedgehogs, badgers. Green roofs is another one. I didn't even think of green roofs, but they're using green roofs or vegetation roofs for different butterflies and birds. So these wildlife crossing areas are... There's a lot more of them going on, and the only ones that I ever really think about are the overpasses and underpasses. But again, what would make them effective? How much are we willing to invest in the wildlife within our area? So that's all I got for today. All right, you guys have a good day. Stay wild.